High School Holla. Steven Spoon Ramsey with the H2S2 Game of the Week Sports Update. The Chicago Public League shows up and shows out in the IHSA State Football Playoffs as both the Phillip Wildcats and the Al-Rabi Raiders win their quarterfinal matchups to advance into the IHSA State Semifinals, going one step closer to a state championship game. After the break, we'll recap all the action from both games, so holla back in a quick minute. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line type i want to join h2s2 reporting crew and in 100 words or less tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent every email will be reviewed so don't hesitate or wait here's the chance to join h2s2 reporting crew and to get turned up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next tune in every saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m to the high school holla sports show Welcome back to the H2S2 Sports Update. Now, we mentioned on the High School Outlet Sports Show about the two lone teams representing the Chicago Public League in the IHSA playoffs. The number one ranked Phillips Wildcats in Class 5A and the number two ranked Al Rebbe Raiders in Class 4A. Both teams hosting their quarterfinal games here in Chicago last week. The Phillip Wildcats would take on the number four ranked Lamont Indians in an afternoon game at Gately Stadium. And later on that night, the Arabi Raiders took on the number three ranked Dixon Dukes at the Hanson Stadium on the northwest side. We traveled to both games and family, let me tell you, the city of Chicago was well represented by these two schools. Let's recap the first game. Now the weather conditions of the day was absolutely cold, but it was perfect for two heavyweight high school football teams getting ready to do battle on a gridiron with an opportunity to advance for a state title. Let's get it in our first game. Coach Troy McAllister and his number one ranked Philip Wildcats hosted Coach Brett Coy and his number four ranked Lamont Indians. This would be a defensive battle between two well-coached teams and the team which makes fewer mistakes would come out on top. The game's first possession would prove such as both teams' offenses struggled to move the ball, trading possessions much of the first quarter to the two-minute mark. That's when the Phillip Wildcats would drive down to the Lamont Indians two-yard line and couldn't punch the ball into the end zone on fourth and goal, turning the ball over on downs to Lamont. The Lamont Indians, with their backs against their own one-yard line, would try to ride the momentum from the defensive stance to the offensive side of the ball. The Phillips defense will pick up with an offensive effort with an all-out blitz and come up with the first score of the game for a sack and a safety on Lamont's quarterback. The first quarter would end with Phillips leading the Lamont Indians to the zip. 
the Lamont Indians will start the second quarter with the possession of the ball on their own 33-yard line. Much of the same as in the first, both offenses will struggle to move the ball up and down the field and would exchange punts trying to gain good field position. Midway through the second quarter, both defenses would come alive exchanging interceptions. Phillips would come up with one and the Lamont Indians would return with one of their own. Neither offense would be able to make much out of those turnovers until late into the second quarter when the Phillips defense will come up with a great field position on special teams late in the second and that's when senior quarterback Javari Gibbs and the Phillips offense will show their defense how they will make good. With 33 seconds left in the first half of play on the Lamont's 35-yard line, senior Jabari Gibbs would connect with junior wideout Fabian McCray for a 35-yard touchdown pass. Followed by a successful field goal attempt, the Phillip Wildcats would lead the Lamont Indians 9-zip at the halftime. With the Wildcats lead, leading at half, we talked with both coaches about their team's first half play, and here's what they had to say. High School Holla. At the quarterfinals of the IHSA playoffs, I'm joined now with the head coach of Phillips Wildcat, Coach Troy McAllister, and Coach, assess your team's performance in the first half. Uh, defense, both defenses uh, have been great. Uh, now it's just whoever makes the halftime adjustments to, to start moving the ball a little bit. We had a great score to, to finish the half to, to get some momentum. Uh, and now we just got to keep it rolling in the second half. And what will you tell your team at halftime to come out in the second half? Uh, you know, I think right now it's just a, a quick learning time. Like, hey, here's what they're doing. Here's what we have to adjust to. Uh, and just keep the intensity. All right. Thank you, Coach. Dan. Good luck in the second half. Thank you. High School Holla. So I'm joined now with the head coach of the Lamont Indians, Coach Brett Coy. And, Coach, talk about your team's performance in the first half. Uh, defensively, I thought we played pretty well. You know, uh, you know, offensively, we've missed some, in my opinion, missed some key opportunities. You know, there was a couple things with, uh, you know, some different type of, uh, you know, motion type routes that we thought we were going to get, and we had them, and we just didn't hit them. And uh, you know, they're a good football team. They adjust, and once you miss it once or twice, they don't give it to you again. You know, and those are things. You know, right now we're sort of kicking ourselves in the fanny, and you know, then you then you go to the next page and see if you could get a couple of those in the second half. What did you tell your team at the half to come out for the second half? I, uh, you know, we want to put, you know, we want to put them in a ball game. You know, and they have not been that, and then. You know, we want to see how they react when we get a touchdown on the board and it's 9-7 and, you know, we put a little squeeze on them. We've been in our share of close games and, uh, you know, it's been a long time for them. So, uh, you know, we want to see if we can paint them in the corner here a little bit, put a little pressure on them. All right, well, good luck in the second half and we'll talk to you after the game. Thank you. High School Holla. Now, having heard from both coaches, we now go into the second half, starting with the Phillip Wildcats, who would get the ball to start the third quarter and would return the kickoff 11 yards. Tack on a few penalties during the first possession in the third quarter, the Wildcats offense would find themselves facing a fourth and long on their own four-yard line. Preparing the punt, the Wildcats would have a fumble snap, giving great field position to the Lamont Indians on their first possession of the second half. 
the Lamont Indians would take three shots to get to the end zone and actually was successful on one attempt, but a flag was thrown against the offense, pushing the Indians back to the Wildcats' six-yard line. With 10-10 into the third quarter, Lamont elected to kick a field goal for the Indians' first score of the ball game, trailing the Wildcats now 9-3. Most of the third quarter would result in the defense putting up a strong stance against the offenses, trading punts throughout. That is, until 2.32 left in the third quarter, after the Phillips Wildcats gained decent field position off a great punt return by senior wide receiver and punt returner Chris Anderson, and after mounting a great drive to the Indians' 20-yard line, the senior-junior combination of Gibbs to McCray got into the end zone once again, scoring on a 20-yard touchdown pass. The Wildcats would fail on their two-point conversion attempt to take a 15-3 lead to close out the third quarter quarter. The Lamont Indians would start off the fourth quarter with a huge kickoff return by their senior wide receiver, Matt Slee, which would take it all the way to the Phillips 14-yard line. The Wildcats' defense would come up big again with a huge interception by their more double agent, Fabian McCray, who made plays on both sides of the ball, this time from his free safety position with a huge interception. Tack on two 15-yard penalty, which occurred in the end zone, and the Wildcats would receive the ball on, on the 50-yard line. The Wildcats would grind out the clock behind the hard running of senior running back Craig Elmore, and after a series of first downs, would seal the game and advance the Wildcats to the IHSA State Semifinals. Here's the coaches and players' reaction after the game. High School Holla. At the end of the quarterfinal matchup between the Lamont Indians and the Phillips Wildcats, I'm joined now with the head coach of the Indians, Coach Brett Coy, and Coach, tough loss for you and your ending. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Our defense played lights out. You know, offensively, we, we had some chances on a couple things. Couldn't, uh, you know, had that one touchdown call back, which, you know, and, you know, and then had our other one, um, you know, in the end zone there, you know, you Big games like this, you can't. You know what I mean. Unfortunately, you gotta, yeah, you gotta convert on those things. You got a lot of seniors on this team. Where do you go back and tell your seniors? I, you know, you're sorry you didn't get there. You know, this is one we felt we could have got. And, you know, they're not not a doggone thing against them. They're a very good football team, and you know, we had our opportunities. Though our defense put us in situations where uh, we could have got it done come out in the second half and you were able to put points on the board uh, with a field goal what was the adjustments coming out uh, we, we just got the defense gave us some good field positions there and you know on some things we had a you know a couple things you know that we had shots at and you know we, we just didn't capitalize offensively well, thanks coach so thank you High School Holla. After the quarterfinal win for the Philip Wildcats over the Lamont Indians, 15-3, I'm joined now with the head coach of the Wildcats, Coach Troy McAllister. And Coach, great win for your team. Yeah, our, our defense was outstanding. Uh, we just made a couple more plays than they did, and that was in, that was literally what it was. You went into the half. Where did you come out and make adjustments for the second half? Uh, we knew they were going to load up the box, so kind of based on our formation, we knew we were going to get a one-on-one -on -one matchup with either Jaleel or Fabian. Uh, Jabori went to the wide side of the field with Fabian and, and you know, great throw, great, great catch, and that's what you want your playmakers to do. Talk about Fabian on both sides of the ball. Two touchdown catches and yeah. an interceptions. 
I'm, what I'm going to go back to, and he already knows, he dropped a comeback that would have sealed the game late in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah, I looked at him right after the game and we talked about it. But, yeah, he was outstanding. Uh, he's been that way all year. What do you do entering this week to prepare to since your event? Uh, we just got to see who we play first. Um, I, I haven't heard the score uh, between Marion and Sterling. Um, but nothing changes in terms of preparation. It, this is, you know, we've got a blueprint of, of success and what we need to do, and, and we're going to keep going with that. Coach, what do you want to say to the Wildcats fans who came out here in the cold? Be prepared to travel next week. <laughs> Congratulations, Coach. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. High School Holla. Joined now with the quarterback of the Phillip Wildcats, Rory Gibbs. Great game for you. I appreciate it, man. We just came out and we had an ultimate goal, which is come out time and win. Last minute, last second of the game, we, we succeeded. What did you see? 33 seconds left in the first half, and you hit your wide receiver, McCray, corner pass. Was there something you saw in that? Yeah, um, I was reading the safety, and the safety bit with route that was going this way, and the safety went with him, so I just chucked it up to the outside. What adjustments did you guys make at halftime? Because you came back out, and you guys were, again, opening up a little bit. Yeah, we uh, we just told ourselves we'd come out with the same momentum, and keep it moving and ball security and everything come out on top. Talk about how big it is to have a home field advantage in a playoff round like this. It feels good man we had this when we won state a couple years ago so it has that same feeling momentum so it felt great. Any pressure coming into these IHSA state playoffs ranked number one? Uh, as far as pressure I don't believe so as long as we keep our, what our assignments are we should just be okay. Well, I want to give you a chance to tell the Wildcat fans, because they were out here in the cold with you guys. What do you feel about the support that you're getting? Oh, I love it. Every year I've been here for four years, and they always come out and support us. So I love that 100%. Well, we appreciate you, man, and good luck the rest of the way, and we'll be following the Wildcats. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. High School Holla. With the wide receiver for the Wildcats, Fabian McCray. And Fabian, great game for you and your Wildcats. Thank you. Now talk about what happened in the first uh, half. You guys came out and spick score to you with 33 seconds left. Yeah, it was like we had the score before the half to get the uh, get the momentum going into half. So it was like we had the score. With that much time left, we had to. What did you guys go into the locker room with after a big score like that? Everybody was hyped and we just knew like we had them. So we just had to keep pushing, coming, coming out of the half. Keep pushing. Now, Fabian, tell our listeners, man, you playing on both sides of the ball, guy. You got an interception and a and touchdowns in today's game. You're doing it on both sides. Yeah, I'll be, be tired, though. It's, like, <laughs> it's hard work, though. You just got to keep pushing. With great conditioning for you. What did Coach tell you guys after the game? He told us that that's how playoff game goes. Cold, tough game. You just got to keep pushing, too. A great crowd following the Wildcats. What do you want to say to the fans that follow you guys? i like to thank all the fans for supporting and believing us, even when we having our bad game. Man, good luck the rest of the way, and we'll be watching the Wildcats downstairs. High School Holla. Congratulations once again to Coach Troy McAllister and the Phillip Wildcats on advancing to the IHSA semifinals. Now, after the break, we'll recap game number two, an evening matchup between the Chicago Public League's Class 4A number two ranked Al Raby Raiders and the number three ranked Dixon Dukes. Our extended coverage, a double dose of the IHSA quarterfinal coverage on the H2S2 Sports Update. Holla back. You definitely don't want to miss hearing about this game. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. 
We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national, to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Imagine a world where kids no longer played football, or baseball, or basketball. Hard to imagine? Well, what if no adults wanted to officiate? Right now, there's a critical shortage of high school officials, and you can do your part to make sure kids keep playing. For more information on how to become a licensed IHSA official, contact your local high school or visit the IHSA website at IHSA.org. A message from the Illinois High School Association. Stay in the game. High School Holla. Welcome back to the H2S2 Sports Update, our coverage of the IHSA State Quarterfinals and recap of Game 2 of another Chicago Public League school's quest for a state title. That's right, as coach D'Angelo DeReef and the Al Raby Raiders look to advance in the class for a state football playoffs. We travel to Hanson Stadium on Chicago's northwest side to see this class 4A quarterfinal matchup between number two ranked Al Raby Raiders, who the number three ranked Dixon Dukes, led by head coach Dave Smith out of Dixon, Illinois, about 100 miles or so outside of Chicago. It depended on how you travel. But anyway, family, you have to figure it was cold in the afternoon at Gately Stadium for the Phillips game. This game was bitter cold, not only in temperature, but also on the field. You'll find out why in a moment. Now, our Raby Raiders would kick off to the visiting Dixon Dukes to start the game. And the Raiders defense would show no mercy from the start to the finish as their quickness to the ball and closing speed countered anything the Dukes tried to do on their first possession, eventually forcing the Dixon Dukes to punt. On our Raby's first possession, they looked to establish a run game that would feature both beast mode type of attitude and a no quit until they hit the end zone as senior running back D.Q. Smith would break off an 86-yard touchdown with 9.50 left in the first quarter. At a successful two-point conversion, the Raiders took an early 8-zip lead. Dixon would be forced to give the ball back to the Raiders after going 4 and out on their next possession. They punted to the Al Raby 17-yard line. That's when the Raiders' senior quarterback, Tyshawn Turnipseed, would turn up off a quarterback scramble and go 83 yards for another score. A block in the back penalty negating the score by their senior quarterback. The Raiders would go four and out from there and would end the first quarter with an eight-zip lead over the Dixon Dukes. Now, the Dixon Dukes would start the second quarter with the ball on their own 30-yard line 
and would once again be stopped by Al Raby's defense, forcing the Dukes to punt. The Raiders would mount a nice drive, moving the ball both in the air as Turnip C would connect with wide receivers senior Monte Tillman and Marshawn Foster. Also on the ground with the combo of DQ Smith and sophomore running back Treshawn Tolliver all the way to the Duke's 11-yard line. The Raiders would once again call on their senior leader out of the backfield as DQ Smith runs for an 11-yard touchdown, his second of the half. The Raiders would be unable to convert for the two-point conversion, and with 11-24 left in the second quarter, the Raiders now lead it 14 to zip. The Dixon Dukes on their next possession in the second quarter would unleash their own senior running back, Arthur Cox, who would spin away from the tackles and go 51 yards for a touchdown in the Dixon's first score of the game. At a point after attempt, the Dukes trail the Raiders 14-7. The Raiders would get the ball off the kickoff on their own 28-yard line and drive down the field to the Dixon 33-yard line. And that's when Coach DeReef would tell the O-line, give it to him one more time. And a hole was open for DQ Smith who would let go for a 33-yard touchdown run, his third of the game, and followed by a two-point conversion by sophomore running back Treshawn Tolliver. A Raider 22-7 lead would take place with only 9-24 left in the second quarter. The Dukes just would not go away and would give the senior running back another chance to impress as Arthur Cox would answer with his second score of the game, a 46-yard run. Dixon Dukes would fail on its two-point conversion attempt and would now trail the Al-Rabi Raiders 22-13 with 7.46 left in the half. The Dukes would try to catch the Raiders off guard with an onside attempt on the following kickoff, giving the Raiders the ball on their own 49-yard line. The Raiders would move the ball 12 yards with a few runs to Dixon 39-yard line and with 6.37 left in the second quarter, that's when the Raiders senior quarterback Trashawn Turnipseed would get into the scoring as he connects on a 39-yard touchdown pass to his senior wide receiver classmate Sir Sean Gardner. After converting for the two-point version, the Al Raby Raiders increased their lead over the Dixon Dukes 30-13. On the following kickoff, the Raiders attempted an onside kick of their own, recovered by the Dukes on the Dixon 49-yard line. The Raiders' defense was too much for the Dukes' offense as a quick foreign out, giving the ball back to the Raiders on, with about five minutes left before the halftime. That's all Al Raby needed. With 4.28 left in the first half, they turned, who else? DQ Smith turns it on and didn't stop until 60 yards later in the end zone for his fourth touchdown. Another failed two-point conversion by the Raiders. They still held a 36-13 lead, and that's how we would go into the halftime. We caught up with both coaches for their thoughts on the first half. Here's what they had to say. High school holla. Zero, zero. <laughs> zero, zero. This time of year, you know, our defense got a little down because they scored a couple touchdowns. We knew the 15 was, was a legit scat back. 
And we know the, the real demand. We got to get local. We did. We got to get low and, and stop trying to hit him and just and tackle him. You know, he a big time player. But besides that, our offense is clicking. You know, we got one call back. You know, we got to work on the little, the little stuff. But it should be a great second half. What are you gonna do as far as? Uh Adjustments on both sides of the ball. Well, we got to adjust to them ends coming off hard on, on them slants coming off the ends on the slats over there. But besides that, defense is going to continue to keep playing strong. And we just got to keep balling. We get the ball coming out second half. I think if we put two more scores on, the game should be over. All right. Well, good luck the rest of the way, Coach, and we'll talk to you after. Thank you, sir. High School Holla. The quarterfinals of the IHSA State Playoffs between the Dixon Dukes and the Al Raby Raiders. I'm joined now with Coach Dave Smith of the Dixon Dukes. And Coach Smith, assess your team's performance in the first half. Well, we're not playing Dixon football. Uh, Raby's got a very good speed, very good athleticism, and uh, we've beat ourselves with penalties and turnovers, uh, missed assignments, but that's also because of how good they are. So we've got we to get within ourselves, play within our system, second half. And what adjustments are, can we expect? Well, we're going we're gonna to play our game. We're not changing anything. We just need to <laughs> stop missing blocks. And, and you know, like I said, their speed creates, creates problems for us with the angles and stuff. So we need, just need to settle down a little bit, get in the back inside our formations, play our game. We need to get some offense going here. Our, our defense is on the field too long. All right, well, good luck in the second half, Coach, and we'll talk to you after. Thank you. High School Holla. Now that you've heard from both coaches, let's go to the second half of the Class 4A quarterfinal game with the number two ranked Al Raby Raiders leading the number three ranked Dixon Dukes 36-13 with the winner looking to advance to the Class 4A state football playoffs semifinals. The third quarter would start off with Al Raby receiving the ball going for and out with the Dukes defense tightening up to start the third quarter. The Dukes offense with trade field position with the Raiders eventually ending up on their own two-yard line, and that gave Al Raby defense the green light to go all out. The Dukes would attempt a backward pass to their running back that would end up in the end zone and out of bounds, giving the Al Raby Raiders a two-point safety and increased the lead. With 9.21 left in the third quarter, the Al Raby Raiders lead the Dukes 38-13. That would go into the fourth quarter. The Dixon Dukes wouldn't be able to gain ground on the Al-Rabi Raiders on any of its possessions throughout the fourth and final quarter. Thus, the Chicago Public League would have another team advancing into the semifinals, this one in the Class 4A IHSA State Football Playoffs. We talked with both coaches and an excited senior running back D.Q. Smith and his backfield mate, sophomore Treshawn Tolliver. First, here's the coaches. High School At the end of the quarterfinal game between the Dixon Dukes and the Al Raby Raiders, joined now with Coach Dave Smith of the Dixon Dukes. And Coach Smith, tough loss for you and your guys. It was. Uh, we had a great season. Um, ran into a really good team. Raby's a good team. And uh, you know, best of luck to them next week. Where do you go back and tell your seniors after this? Uh, be proud of them. That's, that's the best team we've ever had. So these kids are great. Uh, they had a great season. Just didn't go our way today, but I love these kids. Great character, great team chemistry, uh, fun to watch. Coach, you definitely had a great season, and good luck to you next year, and great job by the Dixon Duke. Thanks, I appreciate it. High School Holla. From Hanson Stadium, to the end of the quarterfinal matchup between the Al-Rabi Raiders and the Dixon Dukes. Oh! I'm joined now with the head coach of the Al-Rabi Raiders, Coach D'Angelo DeReef, and Coach, what a win. What a win. We're going to semifinals. We was 2-7 last year. A lot of controversy throughout the season. Kids came in. We said state championship from the beginning. we going to the semifinals. We won game away. Can come into us. Morris, the last, the first game, state game we had, 
when I first started the program, it was against Morris. We had them then. They coming back. It's going down. Now it's time for whoever the best team is right now. And I feel like we're the best team. We coming. Coach, talk about on, overall. Talk, on, talk about what this win. Defense back, DQ here. You have to win a record night. Defense by DQ. My little son. DQ demanded for the back. It's about him and 15. He outplayed 15 today. We're going to send him off out of DQ. We're going to send him off out of DQ. Coach, talk about the tremendous play of DQ Smith. Over 240 yards rushing, Whoa. four touchdowns. Talk about his performance. It's, it's, it's absolutely awesome. DQ, when he came in as a, as a little old shorty, coming out of seventh, eighth grade, he was working with me. He was a little old boy, and he told me he, he committed to us. He said, I'm going to be here. His, his, his grammar school didn't want him to come here. His coaches didn't from his grammar school didn't want him to come here. I told him he come here. I got him. I told him this year we was going to show up and show out. And he's breaking records. He's breaking all the Al Raven records. And he's he got to be by far in the question for 4A State Player of the Year. And talk about, Coach, what this win not only means for our Arabian Raiders, but for Chicago Public Schools Public football. School's been taking a big hit this year. We've been taking a lot of big hits. Other fillers have been in the same in the, in the same conference for years. We've been, they've been getting us over the hump. But we said we were going there. We battled there. We had them. They got us. Now they're going. We're going. We're changing, we're changing the culture. We're changing the name. CBS football is back. What? Let's talk to D.Q. Smith right now. D.Q. Smith running back for our Arabian Raiders. And now quarterfinal winners, DQ, what do you want to say about today's game? It feels good. It feels good. That's all I got to say, man. Coming from 2-7 and seven last season to this, it's just a blessing. Ain't nobody but God, man. Ain't nobody but God. DQ, I don't know if anybody told you, but we were statting it out. Over 245 yards rushing, four touchdowns. The game was all on you, brother. It, was, it wasn't all on me. It was all on that O-line. It was all on that front side. They carried the offense through the whole game. They carried the offense through the whole game. Me and my backup, we did it. It was the O-line, the front five. Talk about what this game plan was coming into here. Did you know you were going to get fed, y'all guys, with the run game was going to be what it was? Well, throughout the week, we just kept saying they small up front, we big up front. And every game, we knew our O-line dominated. Every game, so we knew coming in, we, they, they had to respect the run. They had to. And let's take a moment to talk to Trayshawn Tolliver. And, man, you came with it as well. Uh, yes, we here. We here for sure, man. We finna win state. I think this is a team. Defense, the best defense in the city for me. Honestly, then as me playing a DQ, I'm getting better than what I was. Yeah, I think we've got it all the way. Explain how you guys feed off of one another. I mean, this team and the and the combined effort that you guys have, you guys feed off each other well. We are family all the way from the summer, lock in, getting to know each other, bonding with each other. We all brothers. We all trust each other. We all love each other, and we help each other get the win. Tell the people, you had a crowd full out here at Hanson Stadium. They bid the cold to see this big win. What do you want to say to our Ravy Raider fans? Uh, I love them. Keep, keep supporting us. Yeah, they're doing a good job with supporting. Treshawn, congratulations on this win. Go enjoy it with the rest of your team. I got one thing to say. I'm only a sophomore. I got two more years of this. You had a crowd full from our Ravy. We had, a, we had a cold and watched you guys pull out these big wins, 38 to 13. Say to those fans who will be listening to this. We love our fans. Our motto at Al Ravens, one team, one family. I started that when I first went there. I've been the only head coach and the only dean of schools at the high school since the high school started. Dr. Janice Jackson. We got a great principal in Phoenix Games. We made a little, we made a little video of our song. My son made a song for that beginning of the year that we play when we come out. That Chicago in trouble. And we had a video and we sent it out on the blog. We sent it out all over all our Facebooks and everybody had it. And we said everybody come out and support the Raiders. We make it history today. Us and Phillips going to the semifinals in the same conference. Two CBS teams. I know it ain't never been done. We made history tonight. Well, congratulations. We're not done. We coming. We coming. We'll be there we next coming. week. Next week morning, we coming. They better be ready. High School Holler.
Congratulations once again to Coach D'Angelo DeReef and the Al-Rebi Raiders on their advancing to the semifinals. Now, here's the matchups for both Chicago teams representing for the city in both Class 4A and 5A Illinois State football semifinal playoff games. In Class 5A, the number one ranked Phillip Wildcats will travel about two hours to Sterling, Illinois to take on the number two ranked Sterling Golden Warriors out of the Northern Illinois Big 12 Conference. In the Class 4A matchup, number two ranked Al Raby Raiders will host the game here in Chicago against the number five ranked Morris Redskins who are also out of the Northern Illinois Big 12 Conference. So, the Chicago Public League versus the Northern Illinois Big 12 Conference. Family. You've heard us talk about it here on the High School Hall of Sports Show every week since the start of the IHSA playoffs. Go out and support our area schools. I don't care if you got to gather up your people and split the gas money if you're going to Sterling to support the Phillip Wildcats. But let's not forget, you have a home game here for the Al-Rabi Raiders. Information has yet to be posted, but you can go to the IHSA.org for details on time in the stadium where the Al-Rabi Raiders will be playing. We have coaches who give their time. We have student athletes who choose to compete on the field rather than on the street. So let's go out and give them the well-deserved support and go holler loud for the lone two Chicago Public League schools repping for the city of Chicago. We want to thank both coaches, Troy McAllister of Phillips and D'Angelo DeReef of Al Raby, as well as the student-athletes from both schools for being our H2S2 High School Holler Game of the Week. Remember to join me each and every Saturday for the High School Holler Sports Show as we provide continuous coverage from both the city and state playoffs as well as some of the best coverage of high school sports in the city of Chicago. It's all on the Urban Fieldhouse Media Network, www.urbanfieldhousemedia.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find us by searching Urban Fieldhouse Media. Like us on our social media pages as well as on Twitter and Facebook at Urban Fieldhouse. And love our show page on Facebook, the High School Holler Sports Show. For H2S2 Sports Update, I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey. I'll holler at you next Saturday. God bless and be safe the rest of this week. Let's go, Public League. Holla back. High School Holla.